0: WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the Multiplexes and at the Art House. Warehouse,
1: farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, dog doghouse in that area.
0: You'll also hear about new and old films on Blu-ray and on DVD. Plus, you'll hear all the latest
2: Hollywood gossip. I don't care! Okay, maybe not the latter, but it is time for film
0: sociology with WFYI's film guru. Kaiser Scherzi! No, that's
2: Matthew Sosie. It's stupid such a cup.
3: fine line between stupid and, and clever, yes. Yeah.
2: Let's
0: see how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosie.
2: Hello there, film lovers. Welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoce at WFYI.org. Also on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Matthew Soce. The show is available as a podcast. It's also available on iTunes. And we have a blog, which you can check out at...
1: Filmsociology.tumblr.com. As you you were just talking about, uh, follow you on Twitter, at Matt Soce. Matthew Sosy at Matthew Sosie yes, no. sorry, sorry. Um, d- have you thought about maybe changing it to at Real Matt Sosy? Why are you? Matthew did you create a fake <laughs>
2: no. Matthew Sosy Twitter account? Please don't. At Sosy Thoughts. I'm gonna have to incorporate all of those. The voice you just heard is the man who's burning his Lance Stevenson jersey. That's Kobe <laughs> Slagel.
1: Gonna burn it in the streets until yeah. he comes back in four years,
2: <laughs> and bring. Well, he's gonna be—he's gonna spend quality time with uh, with Mr. Jordan. Yeah, have fun with that.
1: <laughs>
2: the new Kwame, no. So, sorry, guys, we're in the sports portion of the film show. Or Lance Stevenson,
1: however, far better and far more accomplished beyond anything Kwame Brown. That is did. true.
2: Kwame didn't know when to blow into opponent's yeah. ears, apparently. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Kobe Slagle. Yep. And uh, joining us in studio, because it's a real show. It's terrific. Um, if, and, and trust me, when you hear some of the new films that are out, y- you might just want to go to see some live theater. Because <laughs> AUP's production <laughs> of The Tragedy of Hamlet is happening. And we have what I, what I have now called, I'm, I'm surprised um, social media hasn't uh, thrown this back in my face, what I, what I refer to as my favorite Shakespearean siblings. Oh,
3: <laughs> it's so real. It is,
2: it's very true Leah DeWalt is Ophelia Adam Tran is Laertes In the production of Hamlet Full disclosure, I've directed both of them But not together That's what this show is for So welcome back gang Thank you I have had both of them on as guests But never in this unit And God help me for doing this Nor have we
0: ever actually We we have been Fake siblings in real life for a number of years, um, but have never actually had a, a line in a show together.
2: You mean in the in the social sense of the word? Yes. Like like Kobe and I being brotastic.
0: Exactly Bro. like that,
2: dude. <laughs> so now you actually get to be brother and sister on right,
0: stage. Right, and say so we we've done multiple shows together, but always n- like never even having a, a word on stage together. Just and, always now, passing and now and now we get to fulfill our our sibling love.
3: That was the most <laughs> convoluted way you possibly could have said that. And and you just went from Shakespeare to
2: Tennessee Williams. That's that's really good.
0: That's up next for us.
2: <laughs> yes. So uh before we get into it, so tell folks where they can go to see Hamlet and then we'll talk a little bit about the show uh when it gets when we get a little further past the movies.
0: Yeah, it's um an outdoor production of Hamlet. It is at the Marion University Amphitheater. Uh it's right next to the Oh, Kobe gets it. Yep. Kobe. Uh I know that uh. Uh. I know that place. Oh. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> I know this I've the show library a million times and I actually never realized that there was like a full stage there and it's a beautiful beautiful space. The weather has been Unbelievable! Um, bring a sweatshirt. It actually gets a little chilly at the end of the July night, which I would not have expected.
2: But you, you do not, uh, you are not chilled because you you spend a lot of energy being crazy.
0: She's
1: pretty
2: chilled, bro.
0: I I end up I end up well too much water, has thou. yeah, Ophelia. a little bit. And, and and of
2: course, Laertes just has red hot passion and revenge. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. <laughs> yep, that's how I'm usually described.
0: Red it's, hot. On his,
2: it's on his business card. Red,
0: red hot passion. passion, Laertes over here. Or as,
3: or as somebody on Facebook tagged me today. Uh, they described other people's acting and described the fitting of my pants.
2: To that describe was, your acting? That was what they To took describe from the my show. red hot passion, I think. I, <laughs> would never, I, would, I would never do that. And no, I didn't. So it wasn't me. It was not
0: nice. Can't prove
2: it. So that's cool. And it's running uh, two more weekends, correct?
0: Uh, yeah, including this one. Including this weekend this and next weekend. Right. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with rain dates on Sunday nights.
2: And And where would rain venues be?
0: Same exact place. Just instead, um, if 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 we get rained out, either Thursday night, Friday night, or Saturday night, we will just jump, um, jump in with a fully staged uh, production on Sunday night at eight p.m. Instead.
2: There you the go. Location. So we'll be chatting with them a little bit, and uh, but first, I w- actually I'm glad you guys are here because there there are two films opening today that I got to review this week. First off, we'll get through the stuff that is opening that I didn't see, and we're just going to plow through it. Did anybody need planes, fire, and rescue?
1: Did not see original planes.
2: Did not either, because I already we already saw both cars. Did not I already see saw it. both cars.
1: Not gonna see it. You sound like Jim Rome. Not gonna do it. <laughs> not <interesting. laughs> Unnecessary. Not needed.
2: Uh that is there. Another one, Kobe, I know you're not gonna see. Purge the Anarchy. Not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> not necessary. Where's Ethan Hawk? How come he's not in this? Sad. And uh so yeah, those all right, so
0: Ethan Hawk, who is it who was another uh Hamlet alumni?
2: Yeah, but I I really wanted Liev Schreiber to beat the living daylights out of him in that in that production. Yeah, I was they not. They just
0: shot the living daylights out of each other.
2: Yeah, it was. There were parts of that I liked, and others. But I don't know, slacker Gen Y film student, not my, <laughs> not really my Hamlet of choice. <laughs> oh, well. I appreciate
0: it for what it was. I was like okay. This is you know for, for for fully acknowledging that side of it.
2: Elsinore Incorporated. Yes. yes. <laughs> so okay. So I'm glad you guys are because I'm going to need as as the elder statesman of the studio. <laughs> um, I by default not Dewalt. Um, there are there are two films that opened today that I got to see, and I I is and Kobe has heard me gripe about this more than others. I I'm really my patients are wearing thin. Where there are films about folks complaining about getting older. Not the oh, yes. not the grumpy old men, you know, like Las Vegas and and grumpy old men where they are old. Where they really are old. They are old. But uh, for instance. Uh,
1: I'm 40 and I can't play football in the yard with my bros anymore because I'm older and things hurt.
2: We add two hours and 20 minutes and written and directed by Judd Apatow. Right. Yeah. So, well, anyway, opening in theaters today is Zach Braff's contribution ah, to this. Oh. Is he on your list, Kobe? Oh, definitely. Kobe has a he's list.
1: The, he's the chairman of the board of. Is he list? really, really the <laughs> chairman? What is the yes. list? All right,
2: Kobe has a list of people he does not now. There's one. Uh, y- Watch Adams Levels because I know when you go through this list, there's going to be a little disagreement <laughs> with one of the names. I, I'm already aware of this. But there are a list oh, of. I should hang on. Let me are, see if there, I can pull up uh, the list. Here. Do you have a list? Have really? A well, I think list? I, I think I put it on the blog once. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's true. That's right. You did. You did. So there, there are a number of actors that Kobe really, really does never wants to hear from ever, ever again. Oh no. Oh yes. So okay. may I go through? Because I know a few of these. Yeah, go Cause, ahead. Cuz cuz we're on and we got we got time to fill. <laughs> uh, but like Dane Cook, Dane Cook's on the uh, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn's on there. Um Oh, um Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds uh, on the list.
0: Are these strictly because of like recent like like so this is not um condemning their entire canon. It's just Saying due to the most recent things that I was frustrated about, I don't want to hear anything about them again.
2: You have to ask him. That's that's um, his list.
0: Just don't, just don't.
2: Slagle's uh, list. Don't, but...
1: don't really like him.
3: And Zach
2: Braff is on there Zach now. The Braff, now the yeah. other one I, I'll bring it up because Russell Brand is on that list.
0: Oh, oh man, yes. <laughs> see Adam's heart. Yeah, just it hurts shattered. my feelings.
2: Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. His that
0: feelings it, are hurt, Kobe. His,
2: I, I understand what you know. You what Katy Katie Katie, Katie Perry actually likes the list. <laughs>
3: right. <Out. laughs> I understand what you mean by his acting, but I just think he's so hilarious.
2: I think he needs to see more footage of him taking oh, down here politicians. We go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you no. So here's the list. Oh no, Ladies, this is just maybe oh,
1: this is just a uh,
2: a partial. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, a portion of Kobe Slagle's list. Oh, no. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Vince Vaughn, Ryan Reynolds. We already covered. Um, Michael Sarah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think he could branch out.
2: Don't <laughs> Don't <laughs> Don't get off the list. Is that what he's saying? Once you're on, you're on. Once you're on, you're on. That's don't terrible.
3: like
1: Angelina Jolie, she's on the list. Mm.
2: So it's not just dudes.
1: And I uh <laughs> <laughs> I feel Steadyhead like him. I I feel like I'm gonna catch some flack on this one, but Jack Black. Oh uh, no, yeah, yeah. You're talking uh, to Shakespearean uh, actors right uh, now. We <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're good. <laughs>
1: yelling and, and crazy because the the grown-ups don't understand the kids and,
2: <laughs> so i guess i should not get you tenacious d for christmas
0: i do use, i do use the phrase chello it's a base on a weekly basis <laughs> now
2: i would say does that include does that include school of rock and high fidelity and bernie you haven't seen bernie? i know i saw bernie I you did bernie, okay yeah. so that's yeah. Um, so he's lower on the list. He's not a chairman. No. No. Zach, Zach Braff is the chairman, is chairman of the of board. The chairman of Kobe's <laughs> list board. Well, Kobe, he's got a new film out and it's called That's Wish. Great. Wish I <laughs> <laughs> It's called Wish I Was Here, or as I like to call it, Zach Braff's This Is Thirty Five. Yeah. Uh He is you see what I did there? Yeah. Only it's shorter and less shrill. Um he plays an out-of-work actor. A lot
1: of acoustic music. <laughs> I,
2: I oh, he's don't. He's
0: even playing an actor. Yes, he's playing it? a struggling
2: actor. What a lot a,
0: a what a staring stretch. at
1: wallpaper.
2: <laughs> well, and he's got a he's got a wife played by Kate Hudson. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> Kate Hudson plays the wife to everyone on your list.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, anyway, th- time times are tough, and uh, and her he's He's also got dad issues. It also doesn't help that your dad is a very intense mandy Potankin right. who is suffering from cancer and cannot afford to take the have the kids go to the p- Jewish private school that they've been going to Yasser. for many many years so he
3: picked up every possible. It.
2: Film, right? So, so life lessons will be a lot of character stuff, Kobe. Not, not a whole lot of plot not stuff. A lot of,
1: just a lot of character things.
2: A lot of character things happening in this one. So, we're yeah, you you, you kind of see where we're going on this. Where, and Kate's having troubles at work, and they're not happy, folks. Mm. They're they're in their mid thirties, and and this, this one isn't as whiny as say this is forty or uh knocked up. Where, you know, Kate's not complaining about not being able to get into a club, but, you know, they got kids. Deal with it. Is Kate in her mid-40s? No, 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 no. She's not. She doesn't look like this. Come on. Um, but but it's part of that. There's also, which kind of personifies the moment. There, there is a scene where Zach Braff tries to homeschool the two children.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and guess what? Sitcom-like results mm, mm-hmm. no. with, the, with the two kids, the older girl who really wants to go back to the private school, and the young spazzy boy, because he's a young spazzy boy. He doesn't know any better, none care. Yeah. At
0: the end of the scene, they put an X-ray up and say, I'm no Superman.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> see what she did there? Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's That's from a TV show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's television. What she seen? I have seen a few. I okay. have not watched all of nine years.
2: Well, and, and so- as much as I'm grieving about this, there there are a couple things that are okay about it. But as you said, Adam, there's there's no independent film cliche to unturn- left unturned, <laughs> right. and this would be a powerful film if it were 1990. Mm-hmm. It is not. Um, it has got
3: Mandy Patinkin, and there's got to be, I mean, there's got to be something good going on. Do
2: you, you ever see Elmo in Grouchland? No, I not. did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine in that. But it's, yeah, there's, I'm sure I could find something that Mandy Patinkin did that we could just all go, well hope the check was good. <laughs> I'm sure. Anyway, but so so there is uh, the, there was one aspect that about the the Jewish faith that is brought up that's I will say is a little unique. Mm. That's so it's not it's not just your run of the mill uh mumblecore angst-ridden independent film even though it's done by a studio. Um Kate Hudson's actually pretty good in this cuz Kate Hudson if I had a list Kobe, but I don't cuz I'm married and I have a child and I have jobs and things. Um but you know, I don't need to see her in a romantic comedy. Ever, ever, ever again. But she's got a little bit more in this to do. Now, part of it is part of it, it's it's the wife, capital T, capital W. She does have a couple of scenes. Um, there is a small subplot about uh, a coworker that really could have just made the film shorter and just better that way, uh, but you know she has to have her moments as well. I get that, I understand that. So, but but she's actually level grounded in this, and it's, and it's pretty good as opposed to because uh, I think Katherine Heigl's taken her spot. So as far as uh, mugging over the top, bad. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she's pretty good in this, and the the oldest daughter. Is is a kind of uh, her her name is Joey King and she's kind of a that girl so I'm like what where have I seen it because she's been Mm -hmm. a kid I'm sure in lots Mm -hmm. of things so so I went through and she's actually quite good in this Um, she was in uh, White House Down. She oh, was yeah. she was Channing Tatum's daughter in White okay. House Down, yeah, exactly. So okay, she and yeah, she yeah. was in Crazy Stupid Love.
3: Man, she's building a resume.
0: And Ramon she was
2: Ramona in Ramona and, and Beesus with Selena Gomez. So yeah, yeah. yeah I've actually seen she's this.
0: She's the daughter, capital T, capital D. Kind of, and
2: but she she <laughs> does quite a bit with it. So yeah. anyway, okay. so they're good. Oh, and she was in Oz, uh, Great and Powerful. Don't blame her. And the and in Dark Knight <laughs> Rises, don't blame her. Yeah, the shark um, was good. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. So anyway, it's. It's something we haven't seen before. I mean, I mean, I mean, should I say it's something we have seen before countless times? It's now Zach Braff's version of it, and uh, I, I still think Garden State is one of the finer of the loser returns home films, the genre with uh, everyone's favorite manic pixie dream girl. That would be Natalie Portman, (laughs) right? Um, But no, this you don't need to see this. I mean, there's there's a couple nice spots, but uh, not (laughs) enough to worth checking it out. I'm you're, you're lost. You, no, I mean,
3: yeah, you're that's fine. Kobe's that's lost art. in a haze of Zach Braff hatred. <laughs> his <laughs> his just... blind hatred <laughs> yeah. of Zach Braff, he can't do sound can't effects. Now it's nah, cool.
2: That's cool. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. So, yeah, this I got to see this last week and 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 started thinking about it again. Not terrible, not the worst, but not worth checking out. Then I saw, ladies and gentlemen, I see films, so you don't have to. That's what I do <laughs> from time to time here at Film Sociology. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw sex tape. Uh, <laughs> yes, Leah. I don't have any words. Yeah, you don't have to, because me talking about nymph, Lars von Trier's film *Nymphomaniac* last week wasn't enough. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, we have we have Jason Segel and we have Cameron Diaz, and their marriage is in a rut. They have two kids right. and it's th-
0: hard out there at thirty-five.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um well I think Ms. Diaz is a little older than that. I yes, uh, yes. agree. <laughs> well, and uh she works for she has a blog which is about ready to be purchased by a major corporation and it helps that your CEO is Rob Lowe. He right. works at a generic radio station because there's one scene in a generic radio station. <laughs> and they have two kids and the, the spark in their marriage is out they do believe it or not ladies and gentlemen a couple that have been together for a while and have two kids don't have as much sex as <laughs> they did when they were aid, di- and i and do you drink my hater. Being a hater. thanks bianca um kobe not saying it's a prophecy but just that's what's <laughs> happening in this film so they think in order to spice things up they will make the title of the film except it's not a tape it's digital right and then technology, technological shenanigans ensue.
1: Technological chicanery.
2: Chicanery, <laughs> yes, because because <laughs> we've never seen this in a movie. She wants it erased. Well, he said he was going to, and then it gets out. Right. So there, yeah. So now it's That's the. That's my
0: address in high school. It's
2: dumb. It's really dumb, Kobe. Yes, uh, and Joe. But yeah, it's uh. So then, then we find out he gives away old iPads as a gift. So now he's. They have to track down all of the iPad. And and then it, wow. uh, Joe Shearer, actually speaking of it's dumb, um, <laughs> Joe Shearer, the film app yeah, then made the comparison. I wish I had come up with it, but so. The first half is boohoo. We're not. We're not. We're not dating anymore. We're not having as much mm-hmm. physicality as, as we were when we were when we were courting, mm-hmm. and, and then it becomes this kind of date night film esque caper chase where there are lots of shenanigans and chicanery. <laughs> not really that funny. Um, yes, you have, you look like it's, it's awful. I don't even know what else to say. It's about just about awful. Don't be bothered by it. Show? What
3: the neighbors on the show? The Seth Rogen, oh, not simply, the Tommy Wiseau thing. But. No, that's not, no, not <laughs> no, that. Not,
2: yeah, we we I did talk about that
3: because that sounds. It just sounds very kind of along the same lines. They, I thought the neighbors was hilarious,
2: especially when when old people walk in slow mo with hip hop playing underneath. Because that's how I. That's how it looks to me when well, I'm walking. Also,
3: also you could you could. There was a the very like succinct division amongst the amongst the audience. Because you could watch the teenagers that came in who were obviously rooting for the frat, and right. I was there with my girlfriend, and we're you know in our mid twenties now, and we were rooting for Seth Rogen and his. Well, there,
2: there that that film's a hot mess. If I, if yeah. you made it twenty minutes shorter and you kept flipping back and forth on, but yeah, there there is a little bit of oh boo hoo, yeah you can't you can't run with the frat guys anymore. I'm sorry, <laughs> right. but Neighbors does make fun of the the brotastic moments of yeah, yeah. fraternity life, so yeah. I give it that. But in this. So you have a film where technology is used as a as a major plot point and you have characters that when it's convenient to the film become really dumb dumber than they really should be as mm. far as knowledge of technology and something as simple as how to erase a file right things like that but Right. So uh, the problem is, I think, is, the film, is expect- the, the film wants you to not think about these things. The problem is when you're a a drinker like yours truly, I do think about these things, and that just makes the film even worse.
0: Well, and most people often, I mean, that's, you know, the audience is often, is almost always smarter than you, than, than filmmakers. Than me personally? Think, no, they're smarter <laughs> than you, Matt Susie. Thank you, dear. um I think... You know, people, they're always finding something to follow, and they're noticing every yep. tiny little thing. You know, I think, and, and writers so often are like, oh, well, I have to explain this, because they won't be right. there on it. I always,
2: I always it. remember a scene in, I think it was um, Because I Said So, where Diane Keaton is the mother of Mandy Moore, and she does, she's doing something on, you know, she's she's a whiz on the computer, and then she accidentally put, pulls up a porn page and then doesn't know how to ha- use a computer. Oh. You know, just kind of <laughs> almost, I mean, literally just putting the hands up, going, ah! right. You know, that sort of thing. that That's kind of what this film does, quite a bit. And, and you know the the first half of it is you know the first setup of it is them trying to get together you know trying to have sex and and be alone and do it and 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 literally do it and <laughs> uh and, and you know the frustrations of that not happening and then it comes back near the end of it by the way um the question is this has already been brought up a few times yes you actually do see footage of the uh, the tape itself uh, this is their version of the uh, the photos from the hangover Right. um not not nearly mm-hmm. as entertaining as one would hope you know jason Siegel we've seen well we I think most of us have seen more of Jason Siegel than anybody Marshall, really yeah, yeah exactly was... so and and believe for him, weirdest good for scene him I've ever seen. that's right, so so good for him, and you know guys, yes, you guys have been waiting since the mask, yeah, you see a little bit of Cameron Diaz, you're welcome, <laughs> um, but it just has this feeling of sadness as far I felt sad watching it. Of, no. of the desperation oh, of these people no. trying to get, trying to, first off, trying to get rid of this tape and trying to maintain their marriage, and a little bit of oh, woe is us? We're not, uh, we're not in college anymore. Mm. So, worst film you ever saw? Well, my next one will be better. I don't know if it's that bad, but we'll – well, it's not December yet, so we will see. But, yeah, I, I'm really – my patients are wearing thin, and I feel I'm I'm just shooing more and more damn kids off my front porch.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's snoozeable.
2: Probably.
3: I was waiting for a Gran Torino clip on that one. <laughs> no, I just said it. I don't – no, we, well,
2: that's, that's the only line from Gran Torino we can use, so <laughs> the only one, so – but yeah, so anyway, don't, don't don't worry about those. Go see Hamlet. That's fine. Or go to Indie, the Indianapolis Film Fest, Indie Film Fest, which is happening through July 26th at the Indiana Museum of Art and the Indiana State Museum. Um, full disclosure, I got to be one of the judges in the documentary series. Uh, but there, you can check out our colleague Ed Johnson Ott's reviews, capsule reviews, in uh, Nuvo News Weekly. Some of the films I got to see and I really enjoyed. Include um, the ballad of shovels and rope, which is a two-person uh, group, country roots group from uh, I think it's Nashville. But seeing their big rise in such a short span of time, um, it's you know if you've seen en- enough music documentaries, especially of up-and-coming bands, this is no different. But they're really they have some really nice chemistry together. The music's cool; it's it's well done. Um, one that I really liked, and and of course it's it's kind of a niche documentary, some, um, you know, like, uh, for instance, uh, Spellbound, which was about uh, kids, there was Spelling Bee, um, or Trekkies, which follows people that are mm-hmm. into Star Trek. Well, there's there's a documentary called Jingle Bell Rocks, and it's about people obsessed with Christmas music. Wow. Yeah.
0: Like th- all throughout the year? Like throughout with the past.
2: year. These And these are guys, and of course, I see, I see this in my future, sort of, actually, no, I actually do it, guys who go to used shops and just go through... Piles and piles and boxes and boxes of bins looking for Christmas. the one obscure Christmas song or got one. It, got it, got it, got <laughs> yeah. it. Got it, got it. Need it. <laughs> Awesome! Some, awesome! No, nope. be cool. It, be got cool. It, got yeah, exactly. Got it. <laughs> so, so, and he's and and people have different reasons for it throughout the year. And there's a little bit about how it, uh, how Christmas music affects the uh, the recording industry and how mm. you know it's it's almost a guaranteed seller depending on them. So, and it also introduces you to a lot of obscure Christmas songs, which I think is really cool. Both, nice. yeah. I mean, so if and and the the head of the main focal point of this, it goes back to and there's a little bit of <laughs> what. Uh, you
1: you you just talking about obscure Christmas music and I was wondering if they maybe touched on uh Afro Man's Occult forty five Christmas in the movie.
2: Sadly no, but oh. you didn't you <laughs> didn't you hear yes. that song live?
1: No, not that live. I did oh. see Afro Man uh no, no. three times total, twice in the same calendar year.
2: Because he's that huge in Bloomington. <laughs> yes, he, he is. And, he and Bloomington are like the, real tight. I think
3: the contact buzz from the first concert just when sold Af- the other Man, two tickets. When <laughs> Afro Man
1: comes through, everybody comes out.
2: No kidding. And they were both packed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. No, Kobe they did not bring up Afro Man's song, but you did.
1: There you go. Afro Man, <laughs> check out the album, A
2: Cult 45 Christmas. That's what we'll have in a few months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but they did. They did. They did have uh, Run DMC on to talk about. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah. So there's and uh, Elvis, the uh, the Spanish Elvis impersonator. Oh
1: wow.
2: Oh yeah. So anyway, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, the the guy who's in basically the main focal point of this has a little bit of of some personal closure when it came to his upbringing and his some issues with his dad. So it's not just, let's just turn the camera on and see all the weird, odd Christmas songs. Um, There's a little bit of heart to it, and it's really well done. And then uh, also there's a documentary that had good timing on my part. It's called Beyond All Boundaries. And it's a a fascinating film that follows three people from India, and they're all fanatics of cricket. And it's happening during the World Cup of Cricket. And I got to see this before everybody jumped off the bandwagon of uh the world cup sure. that's when the us lost um but it but it follows three different groups you have a, a young 12-year-old phenom boy that wants to start playing professionally whenever possible you have a woman that wants to uh play with the men but there's a women's league and then you have as you if you look in nuvo you can see the picture of the third guy this is the one that paints his body and and rides on a bike to to matches Oh, wow. In India. <laughs> Several days of riding. So, right. and getting the gruff uh, from his family about, uh, you know, doing, devoting his entire life and focus to, to cricket and mm-hmm. not starting yeah. a family and getting a job. So, anyway, it, it, it works if you're a sports fan of any kind or if you're a fanatic, you can relate. Um, but I don't think this is a point and giggle one like Trekkies c- can be. So, right. but no, those those are those are all playing at the Indie Film Fest. So, go check that out. That is uh, was IndieFilmFest dot I believe. So that that's definitely worth checking out. Um, our co- <laughs> okay over at the tonight midnight <laughs> movies. I'm sorry, Kobe was in mid yawn. I do that to him um, tonight at Landmark Key- Keystone Art Cinemas is part of the midnight movie series. We missed you at the room, Adam.
0: I know. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I heard all about that.
2: You're next, Leah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> You're but um, but this weekend, clue from nineteen eighty six. And still no word on which ending they're going to use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh my what God. time you guys get off stage?
3: Eleven. Hey, midnight. Yeah, it's about ten thirty. But by the time we get out of there, it'll it's be
0: midnight late. tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tonight and Saturday. Over at the Over at Keystone Arts. Yeah, that we could get our cast. Where there's a bar.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I just That's I just arranged your cast party. You're words. welcome. <laughs> so uh also, hey, is uh is the IMA sold out this weekend?
1: Oh, let me check that.
2: Because this weekend at the IMA is part of their summer movie series Hook. Nice nineteen ninety one.
0: So the
2: weird. hairiest Peter Pan on the planet. There you That's
0: right. are, Peter.
3: And a great cameo by Glenn Close.
2: Yeah.
3: And Jimmy Buffett.
1: What?
2: Yeah, Jimmy Buffett's (laughs) in it. Yeah,
3: I knew something that Kobe didn't
1: know. I'm
2: going home. <laughs> Stay here. You still got to talk about Hamlet. You know Hook. what? Because you know what happens? A pirate turns 40. <laughs> uh, Did
1: they play the song? I never made no. it through the whole movie. No, is it, no, kinda like, for, no, John
2: Williams will not allow any music that's not his on his. Right. So. Okay.
1: Hook is sold out tonight. Oh, um,
2: so you have to go rent it or go to Hamlet. So there's that.
1: Flashdance next week. American oh, Graffiti the week after that. <laughs>
2: Okay, that's fine.
0: That's on my a, hook is sold out. <laughs> IU Cinema on a
1: break until next week.
2: Next week. What's happening next week?
1: Next week, IU Cinema Saturday, July 26th, Swim, Little Fish Swim, 2014 comedy Is Dory drama. hosting that? Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep swimming. And then also from 2014, uh, next Saturday night as well, Elena.
2: Okay. Could you check Tibbs?
1: I'm on it. You, you guys have been?
2: Um, yeah. I'm, I'm an old person. Been to the drive-in? We, went,
3: we just went like uh, two weeks ago, maybe. What'd you back. see? Uh, We saw Transformers 4 and uh, and 22 and 22 (laughs) Jump Street. 22
2: Jump Street. That's okay. They're both action films. They're both action. That's also six and a half hours. But by
3: the way. The Transformers franchise was really smart by putting Mark Wahlberg in their movie, I think. Uh,
2: a little less maintenance, <laughs> was, so to speak. Well, and also— You know what? Mark, Mark Wahlberg's not screaming at cabaret performances.
3: Right. Well, and also, you don't get the—he's running away from everything. Mark Wahlberg will fight a robot. I mean, that's— <laughs> but, it's,
2: but it's not real steel. No. It's not okay.
3: real—no. That movie, <laughs> by the way, was really deceptive. I thought I was going to watch Rock'em sockem Robots, the movie— It was over the top. It was emotional is what it was. was, (laughs) I was sad at the end of Real Steel. The 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 only thing missing was a Kenny Loggins
2: ballad. That's that's all that. All
1: right, Tibbs, drive in uh, this week. Okay, this first pairing is a little bit odd. Screen one, movie one, Purge, Anarchy, and we follow that up with 22 Jump Street.
2: What? Uh, Why? Same yeah, I don't studio? Know about that. Same studio? Maybe? Because uh, we, we had this discussion That's a couple a of weeks. Major sale right there. Yeah, we we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago of, of just odd pairings. Yeah. And uh, it started when it was um, Think Like a Man Two, and <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. What? Yeah. Exactly. So so my first thing was same studio. What is that? <laughs> and then there was one. It was uh, X Men, uh-huh. and Fault in Our Stars which I knew was the same studio. Oh, well, that's a teenage And then Lynn, yeah. my wife, said, well, one for him, one for her. Like, yep. I, yeah, I guess so. Yep. So we, we kind of put it out there a few weeks back of, of strange pairings. Or, or Or there's one where it's like the animated feature, the G-rated feature is first, and you're hoping your kids fall asleep so you can watch the PG-13 watch <laughs> raunchy thing for the second. So anyway, what's what else is over there?
1: Screen 2, uh, this one may be a little bit more in line. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes followed by Transformers.
2: Yeah, that's 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 more in
1: line. Uh, Fire and Rescue followed by Earth to Echo.
2: Uh, yeah, Joe. Oh boy, I can still hear Joe Shear griping about Earth to Echo. <laughs> he no likey. That was that was fun.
1: Yeah, and uh, Screen <laughs> Four Sex Tape followed by Tammy. Yeah,
2: I uh, guess that's a whole lot of not
1: fun though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tammy was the better film. What does that tell you? <laughs> but I will say this: that because of because of Tammy. Because I am, of course, at my house. I am pop culture Atticus Finch. Um, I was able to talk the twelve year old into watching Thelma and Louise. Nice,
0: wow. because nice. as
2: as we were watching, I'm like, honey, oh, this is really. I said, "That's that's Thelma and Louise, basically. That's Louise right there." <laughs> so, so we did watch it, and yeah, she she wants a road trip like that, but living. Right I was like, <laughs> she, without <laughs> the end. She, she she wants to she wants to end it and go. Who that was close. <laughs>
0: To
2: make it at the end. That's right. Exactly. So she wants to pick up Brad Pitt
3: at some point along the trip.
2: <laughs> okay. Now, my my daughter is 12, and, and she is also smart enough to know that if she likes a boy, she is not going to say anything to me. And now that I'm saying this on the show, I'm sure she's going to give me all sorts yeah, of hell you're for in it. Trouble at home. But she <laughs> it's s- okay, Emma. watching, yeah, thank you, Leah. Watching <laughs> the movie, I heard her say, See Brad Pitt and pick him up, and all the day you'll have good luck.
0: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah! Didn't end so well for them, oh, though. <laughs> no, it didn't. But and and now she still makes what I call disgusted Kermit face, even even with Leah. You will know the the shot, the shot of Brad Pitt mm. and Thelma and Louise. Yeah, <laughs> they, we're all yeah. yep. Those abs right there. So <laughs> I did not look at her. But then again, you know, because I don't want like, is she looking at? Her? And then she's like, Dad, why are you looking at me? Look at the screen. Mm. So, but then again, she's still recovering from watching me smooch Beatrice on stage. she's right. not a fan <laughs>
0: Dad.
2: yeah, exactly so um so yeah, I don't know, but but it was just just to hear a little thing of that was I'm like, uh, oh, interesting, so there's that <laughs> more Thelmawie the more louise so
0: <laughs> Brad Pitt, pick him up all day long you'll have good luck
3: I'm really having a hard time not saying unless you're Jennifer Aniston. Uh,
2: <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right, let's take a break so we can give Adam a good talking to.
1: Well, good first half, guys. Let's take a break. Yeah, let's
2: take a break, and then we'll break down the first half, and then we'll get into the second half, and uh, and then uh, I think if we got enough momentum, we might finish the show. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI. And you messed up. WFYI.org. <laughs>
0: Have you heard anything about either one of them?
1: I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed?
0: So, do you have any new movies in? Do you have that
2: one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality
1: flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals! It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Just go. Just go open the video store. Yeah, open a video store. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a what difference. difference. Well, in
2: case you didn't see it, here it is again. <laughs> Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoce at WFYI.org, also on Facebook, also on Twitter at Matthew Soce. Hanging out with Kobe Slagle, Leah DeWalt, and Adam Tran. They are in, not Kobe, in AUP's production of The Tragedy of Hamlet, which is running this weekend and next weekend. So I think we we broke it down. We had a good first half.
1: Yeah, um, we had uh, we had film reviews.
2: Excited. We had uh, we had amusing anecdotes. Um, we're ready. We're we're ready to
1: come out in the second half here and talk to our guests and um, see what's going on in and around the community. And uh, we have a dead people we like in a little we have, bit. Yeah, we'll, we have dead gonna, people we like. So
2: we have a uh, we have a couple titles on DVD and Blu-ray, but we want to spend more time with our guests. So we'll just kind of plow through those that night and see them. So. Yeah.
1: So I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, we're looking forward. <laughs> we're looking forward to a real solid twenty-five minutes here, the back half of the show. So. Uh,
2: and one strong. Yeah. Uh, because as Elmore Leonard once said, it's a real show. Can yeah, you tell me like you guys
0: are really uh, convincing your, like convincing yourselves? <laughs> it's going to oh, be great. You know what the show it's has? Be great. Fire
2: and passion.
0: Um,
1: on a <laughs> so side fun, note, yes, sir. but not a complete side note, because we did just hear from Tyler Hansborough, with Lance Stevenson not coming back, that frees up a ton of space to bring back. Oh, the, the LeBron
2: esque return yes. of Tyler Hansborough. Why didn't
1: anybody make a big deal about it when I came back? <laughs>
2: Yeah, they they didn't do that. Uh, it, he he did not get a Peyton-esque return when the the Raptors visited. No, cons, uh, Banker's life. No, I'm I'm afraid not. No, apparently white basketball has now become the Bulls. So, <laughs> and I love Leah does this little gesture of free throwing to let Adam know that we're discussing no, basketball. I'm asking. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, you're this, asking. Okay, is, it, is
0: this basketball? Okay, good. Got it. I won't comment.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> that game was nil nil. It was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they they took a break for cucumber sandwiches. (laughs) Cricket gesture, great on radio. Not necessary. All right. Can't see it. Can't see it. Uh, New on DVD and Blu-ray. Too bad. Gina Wagner is not here, but uh, she would enjoy this. Rio 2. Oh, yeah. Still (laughs) Rio-ing.
1: Still partying and Samba-ing. Still still
2: Samba-ing. Speaking of Samba-ing, how are things at the cool down? Cool, that good. Um, that's
1: good. That's
2: Kobe's on? Brazilian show, Saturdays at 7. Saturdays at
1: 7 right Ooh. here on WFYI HD to the point, online at WFYI.org, or you can listen on your favorite public radio app on your smartphone.
2: And uh, what's what's tomorrow night show?
1: What is tomorrow night show? I can't remember what's on
2: tomorrow night. A little doing? of this, a little <laughs> of that. <laughs> you know,
1: a little of this, a little of that, a la Joe Sheer.
2: Uh, so yeah, Rio 2, because you need to see, you, but you have to watch the first one. I'm sure there are a lot of questions unanswered from the first Rio. Uh, yeah, Absolutely.
0: my my six year old, uh, my cousin's son, who's six, uh, was just riveted with. What Here's a out.
1: thought. Actually, I haven't seen Rio,
2: which is perfect for the show. But go um, on, <laughs> I haven't either.
1: <clears throat> Never mind. I was just thinking about uh, the Disney animated uh, little movie, The Three Caballeros, where Donald Duck goes to Uruguay and, and the Brazil, parrot, and yes, Jose Carioca, and I forget what the Mexican bird's
2: name is right
3: they're probably slightly yeah. less racist now <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> you know what i'm that. talking about
2: <laughs> yeah they, they that one still that one is actually acknowledged that it actually yeah. existed as opposed to say song of the south uh, yeah yeah we don't know what you're talking about there <laughs> anyway <laughs> never mind thank 10, you 21. no that's fine thank you um
1: love three big three
0: caballero i i, I grew up with that movie i, lo- I haven't watched it in years that watched it
1: earlier watch this it. week you uh, you own it uh, yeah, of course. Yes. We had it, it on going. we had yes. it on
0: uh VHS growing growing up, and that was one of the ones we like, you know, just uh, watched
2: over cool,
3: So you acknowledge that as racist and also that you enjoy it, Kobe. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> hey, somebody's watching. I like the, the, cycles are racist. I like the <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: the Jose Carioca character <laughs> and the Brazilian songs.
2: And some of his best friends are <laughs> the
1: rest of it is simply <laughs> it's simply abhorrible. <laughs>
2: Could you guys keep it down? I'm watching the jazz singer. Okay. Uh, also out on Blu-ray this week, Under the Skin, which has—you uh, just thought I made this film? Scarlett Johansson as an extraterrestrial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the preview for that. I should have made that film. <laughs> and uh,
3: you just want a director.
2: Moving on. Uh, <laughs> also uh, for uh, Criterion for your old titles from 1981, David Cronenberg's Scanners. Or as you guys know it, as the the psych the psychic powers brains exploding film from the early eighties. Mm. So um, that's really about it. Kind of a kind of a weak field this mm. week, and that's that's quite okay. Uh, however, before we talk to our guests, I'm looking at Kobe as I'm setting this up.
1: That's my cue. That's
2: your cue. We have we have Chris Lloyd who just gives us audio nuggets of joy.
3: Doing our uh, the annual show of uh, dead people we like.
2: There's a there's a pretty big one this we week. We don't there.
1: have time for dead people we don't like.
2: Because <laughs> yes. that's so much better than Hollywood obits. <laughs> dead people we like, and uh, we did have a big one this week. And then when I was prepping our, <laughs> when I was pre as, as Joe said, but there's we, a
1: pretty big one this week. As as
2: I was prepping our guests, yeah, we actually do talk beforehand. Leah got very excited because she felt she this would be her contribution it's to the a show. It's not I actually yeah, know about that. But not, no. <laughs> Actress and singer Elaine Stritch mm. passed away at the age of eight And this was a Renaissance woman of yes. uh, doing theater and film and television and cabarets. And, uh, you know, go listen to Ladies Who Do Lunch from, from Comfort. Hey, Ladies Who Lunch. I'm a guy, I don't know the titles. Um, I just want Christina Hendricks as a stewardess. <laughs> but, um,. Hello friends of sondheim uh, but yeah she she passed away at the age of eighty nine just had a full full career uh as a singer and a performer. Going back to the 1950s, now best probably best known for her stage work, and yeah, I know she was Alec Baldwin's mom in 30 Rock for so those funny. within the line. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, oh, see there, yes. <laughs> that lady. She,
0: that she lady. did not stop.
2: She did not stop, and there was a documentary that was about her last year as well. And uh, any woman that can that can curse, not you, on Ka- on Kathy Lee and Hoda's show. That's <laughs> that's always fun. You you the Elaine Stritch to be on at 10 a.m. What do you expect? It's like asking Adam to be on at three. Um, <laughs> but but she would drink you under the table. But uh, anyway, so looking back at some of her films, from the going as far back as the 1950s, films like Three Violent People, A Farewell to Arms, Kiss Her Goodbye. She worked with Woody Allen twice on, st- on films, uh, September, and um, let's see, she also worked on uh, Cocoon The Return, Cadillac Man, Out to Sea, Small Time Crooks, the other film with uh, Woody Allen, Autumn in New York, Monster in Law, the bizarre John Turturro directed musical romance and cigarettes. <laughs> you should check this out. It's a mm. yeah a musical with Susan Sarandon, James Gandolfini, and uh, nobody saw it. And Elaine Stretch is in that, and she was the voice of Grandma in Paranorman. It was one of her her last pictures. But I love
0: that film. We watched that. Uh... Last Halloween season and I was like, How have I never seen that's it? so good? Yeah, it's um I I was talking I really with uh the voice, though. I was
2: talking with Stacy Studeville, one of their regular guests here at Film Sociology. Her daughter Maya is about three, four. And she had watched Paranormal for the first time. This was this was her her daughter's introduction to zombies.
0: I was wondering if it, how scary it would be to kids, but I mean I think if you stick through it and watch the whole thing. Right. You know, it, it, it really could be. I think really it's
2: it's it's not a bad springboard for Dark esque mm-hmm. uh, animation. Because yeah. I, I checked and I asked Stacey, have she, has she seen, has her daughter seen Nightmare Before Christmas? And mm-hmm. she said, not yet. So maybe That's later this year. So. You
3: start with and then you just open Tim Burton's. Catalog
2: and <laughs> Just goes well, out went. there, and and Danny Elfman, they're they're a match set at the time So anyway, but yeah, um, look her up, look up her work. She oh, she was a tremendous singer, and and kind of the other one was the the story we heard was that she was originally offered the Bea Arthur role in the Golden Girls, oh, wow. but they found another foul mouthed drinker who can yeah, sing. Yeah, <laughs> so they had a few oh, a so yeah, she 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 would not pull punches. So salute to uh, to Elaine on that.
0: Everybody rise.
2: <laughs> and by the way, the glass you're holding up—not big enough. <laughs>
0: also, not that's, a glass. That's, <laughs> that's a thimble in uh,
2: in Elaine's world. So, all a
0: right, a thimble full of scotch will get you somewhere.
2: Somewhere, just not here. So. <laughs> All right, so The Tragedy of Hamlet. Now, I love the fact that The Tragedy of is in the title. It because is. Because my, my lovely wife had to do that with <coughs> Romeo and Juliet as well. Just to remind folks.
0: Just everybody kinda, dies.
2: <laughs> a way to give it away. No, I mean,
0: not, it does, we, we don't, not everybody, but just expect that, and you'll, and you'll, uh, you'll be all right.
2: <laughs> so so you're, you're playing Ophelia, and you're playing Laertes mm-hmm. Adam and Leah. Um, just so folks know, because so it's the big question, um, What is the setting?
0: It is contemporary political, so modern day, completely modern, um, costumes and everything, original language, obviously, um, and set in—Denmark uh, has become a Washington, D.C., a White House um, of sorts. So the, the, the Great, words- so are,
2: there are Danish pundits screaming endlessly on television. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Kobe, I'm sorry. Kobe, could you check the onion? There should There should be a recent article about Shakespeare plays— Yes, I, I yeah. might. We I would like to share that with the audience, but I'm going to get back to our guest. So,
0: so we still use the word king, obviously because it's in the text. But um, he is very obviously the U.S. president um, and first lady. And you're
2: either for him or against him.
0: Yes, essentially. And so, and so, uh, Hamlet. Is not the, Kobe.
2: Not from Kenya. <laughs>
0: Hamlet is the child of the of the president and first lady. Um,
2: there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, she. Yes,
0: yeah. the daughter the daughter, diane da- daughter Venor- playing a woman because it has yeah, been played by by women but you know they'll do a donna cap and right i was say like.
2: yeah if you put on a cap you're a dude um <laughs> okay, every
0: time i wear a hat that happens to me people are like well now you're. it worked
2: on summer holiday but yeah diane venora she approves so
0: <laughs> so and um lauren brighamon is playing our hamlet um, masterfully un unbelievable yeah, i cannot um really i can't talk about her enough um
3: We got about twenty minutes. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) She's really talented. We're all annoyed by it as well.
0: (laughs) She just handles the language um, better than anyone her age, let alone really just many people I've ever seen ever. Um, And and she, you know, the the role is age appropriate at this time. You know, it's not it's not a huge like character stretch for her to you know play someone of this age who's you know kind of struggling with some things. And so and um,
2: she's not forty year old Richard Burton. Right. Right.
0: So she's just able. She's just bringing this really natural, natural, um, her you know herself to it, and and uh, handling the language in such a way that you know what she's saying every second of the show, and you know what she's doing, and you know um, what her tactics are, and what she's trying to get. Um, And you and you can just follow her. And she's funny. And
2: she's relatable. She's hilarious. You care about Hamlet for a change.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not whiny.
2: Yeah, actually, you uh, Adam, you brought that up before the show. So how is this Hamlet compared to other Hamlet's that you've dealt with besides the wine factor?
3: Uh, She's she's relatable and she's funny. And she's so much. She's somebody that you want to follow in terms of a point of ego identification or a way Mm -hmm. into the show as opposed to a character that you're kind of annoyed with and you're just waiting for them to die, which I feel like happens with a lot of hamlets regardless of how good the actor is. Yeah, she just does something it's just it's just something that I haven't seen a hamlet do before. It's pretty amazing.
0: You watch you watch the whole process of of the story and the character. Um you kind of watch her discover everything instead of watching her complain about everything.
2: So, now the other thing is uh since it's it's set modern. Mm-hmm. Um is there actually? There's still a duel with swords. Oh yeah. Okay, yep. so yeah. We, oh, no, we're yeah. not. Hand me my long sword, and it's a shotgun. No, <laughs> right. no, definitely.
0: sword I mean, kind of they're they're bigger swords than fencing, but kind of a fencing esque in terms of the competition. You know.
2: Well, Adam, you look you look pretty good. So I don't see any marks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a touch, I do confess.
3: And I mean, unless they're self inflicted, I haven't really been hurt too much.
0: Um, Scott Russell did our fight choreography for the show. Yeah. Uh, he's okay. all phenomenal.
3: Yep. Um I, I think that the the duel comes out of like some weird sense of elitism that we just don't understand, not being at that, you know, tax bracket. <laughs> in terms of Oh, think, you are
2: the one percent. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. So they in terms of like bringing the swords out, it's one of those things that you accept in this universe that is created by Brian Nofke, who's really Hi Brian. Put this together really well. Director, producer, etc. Um, lighting designer, costume <laughs> designer. He's doing everything. Man of man of all seasons. Um, oh, wrong play. Um, but I think that the universe that he's created it makes it. It makes it very easily acceptable that they're having a sword fight.
2: And how's Ophelia? Because uh, that's also a challenging. Yes.
0: Amazing. Well, and it's and it's and it's interesting too because it's you know, it's a relationship like, between two women. Which which the thing that I appreciate about this production is you know so Hamlet is a woman and Ophelia is still a woman. But it's it doesn't become it doesn't become a play about that. It's right. not a play about you know the first daughter, you know, in being homosexual at all. It just is this story that already exists, and Correct. and it just kind of adds another layer onto it, and adds kind of some, um, as any resetting of a Shakespeare does. All of a sudden, certain lines become really uh, pertinent in ways that they were not in the original yeah. language. Sure, you know, sure. There's the there's the there's a moment where uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are are speaking with Hamlet, and Hamlet says. Uh, you know she 's she 's just saying you know she 's lost her her kind of passion for life, and she says uh man delight 's not me and so <laughs> and so Rosen Gra kind of have an appropriate action, and she gets to kind of you know play with them a little bit and um and you know it says well women do not either and there 's kind of a, a so it adds in some some fun moments, but um I have been a- absolutely honored to play this role and really dig in and uh find some of um some of the really terrible And she's really good. There. She's
3: feigning humility right now because that's kind of her thing. Well, in and, and I've seen... There's, there's there's
2: a couple of really fun pictures of Leah on, on the page, and I, I've written sarcastically of... Because usually, I think, for a lot of people... It, it, I think Adam, what you said about Hamlet, a lot of folks could say that about Ophelia. It's almost like, "Hi, Hamlet, what, what are thou thinking now and now and now? Why'd you kill my dad? Why are you acting all weird? What's wrong? What's up with that? You know." And and yeah. so to be to find a new twist on that, yeah. you know, a different approach. And part I think part of it because of Hamlet, because of your Hamlet, but mm-hmm. but I'm I I am intrigued to see. I've now I've also I've, I've also worked with you. I've seen your work, obviously. Um, i I I can't wait to see what you what you do with the Big O.
0: I think yeah i think that the 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 setting allows it um to just kind of have a level of simplicity you know because it's our, it's such a it's such a huge setting with the you know the the white house et cetera that that you don't have to play it big you know you don't have yeah to bring the, the 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 world you. itself is big enough right and yeah. it's and it's a you know and it is the tragedy of hamlet so the the stakes are Enormous already, you know. So you really can kind of bring the simplicity to it, and um, and just tell the story. And
2: how big is the space? Because that's another one. I mean, it was.
0: It uh, is the stage is quite quite large. It's a concrete stage, um, and then there are three tiers of uh levels of grass, essentially for for people to. If you come to the show, bring cha- uh, lawn chairs, blankets, bring bring a sweatshirt. It's been getting kind of chilly. Um, and I'll bring a,
2: a bowl and sour
0: cream. <laughs> please bring food. Uh, I, I I don't know they in terms have dinner of numbers, on the brain now. how many you could you could fit there but I mean because it's not speci- because it's not theater seats it's it's open I think it's an amazing space, it's a um, space to perform in because there is um the stage is already there and there are kind of uh sections of wall yeah uh, at the at the back of the stage and then there's a small kind of uh building behind where the audience sits. So even for sound we are we are using microphones in this production, but I think it would be possible to do without it because we're almost we're we're given a soundboard behind us and a soundboard behind the audience. Okay. And there are lights uh, you know that that get you know more and more important as the you know Dusk happens and night yeah that, does, but it, that but does that does adds have a, a lot to the production as well exactly
2: so. yeah and, and and you have a backup plan i mean you have if if you know yeah, yeah. no matter yeah. what the weather
0: yes we have rain dates on sundays yeah, we
2: had a the first time we did a run through in the uh, old Jeanette mansion for much ado and it rained and we had a roof but you know volume we, everybody yeah. stepped yeah. up their volume yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then they got to the point where we had to t- we had to take a 10 minute break before the rain died down because mm-hmm. then even guys that were at the top of their voice you couldn't hear them right so just too much noise um Sometime, especially when this is over, you guys should go check out. Or would, it's just a blatant excuse to bring you over to the Slackers Club Med, that is the Soci right. house. But
0: you um, <laughs> have to take a passport.
2: Oh come on, it's Richmond. It's not that far. <laughs> I take it's not Ohio. I to, I, I take come mine on, when I go to Carmel, that's well, you have to in Carmel. <laughs> that's, well, you to in Carmel. that's you know, <laughs> that's if you have fine. if you customs have customs
0: takes at least ten minutes.
2: If you have out of state plates here, anyway. Uh <laughs> But no, Kenneth Branagh did a film called A Midwinter's Tale, and this is the film he did after. Frankenstein and before Hamlet, and it was it's kind of his. Somebody called it Spinal Tap for the Shakespeare crowd. Oh gosh! And it is it is low budget, black and white. Brandon did it, so it's and it's it was it kind of cleansed the palate of having feathered hair and wallowing around in goo with Robert De Niro, (laughs) to preparing to do Hamlet unedited. But it's a group of a group of actors staging a production of Hamlet in December. So he is casting oh actors gosh. that don't have a, an acting gig in December. Right. You know, Gert, <laughs> you, you know, those are. Uh, we what's make so left?
0: much money in December.
2: And, time. you know, Gertr- uh, Gertrude is played by a man and Ophelia doesn't wear her glasses. She has poor eyesight. Oh, no. And it's, it's it's anyway, it's a it, midwinter's tale. Yeah. Midwinter's yeah, tale. Um, It is on Warner archives. Kobe, that's the uh, that's the that's the the studio. We you know we have to buy the films online. You can't get them in stores, right. and they're like kind of obscure films. Oh, okay. i you,
3: you have these at Club Sosie.
2: Uh, or is or is Kobe likes to say,
1: yeah, I'll burn it for like five bucks.
0: <laughs>
2: he was that guy in college. Uh, yeah, I actually do own it. So, okay. but it's part of the, we'll the Shakespeare film collection. No I
0: expect I expect I'm sorry. Feed you? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about I'm sorry, dinner what, too. What do you order? <laughs>
2: Sorry. What did what did you order, dear? I'll I'll let the sous chef know. <laughs> No, I didn't hear you. Marinated what?
0: Marinated meats and uh, grilled vegetables. Yep.
2: Yes, that is th- that sounds like the my rest fa- you can decide. My Facebook Mad Libs.
0: I know. I follow <laughs> them. I appreciate it. So that's
2: we'll have to listen to some Charlie Hayden. Kobe, you've got to get some Charlie Hayden All right. respect. And by the way, if you listen to Fresh Air tonight, um, there's a rebroadcast, or you can just go to npr.org/freshair. Really cool interview with jazz bassist Charlie Hayden, who mm-hmm. uh, who passed away this week. And yeah, tomorrow night's Blues House Party. Lots and lots of Johnny Winter, (laughs) right? Big time respect West Side. So (laughs) that went weird. No, it's (laughs) fine. (laughs) That's it. Phone call over. So, um, so I guess you guys haven't been able to watch anything except each other for the last couple of months.
3: Yeah, kind of. Yes, it's a it's a better seat for Leah than it is for me if she's watching me. I (laughs) I'm I'm really I'm really amazed at the I'm really amazed at the. the, the talent in the cast it's it's really incredible and i during rehearsals i have quite a bit of time off stage so i got to watch a lot of them and they're yeah. there they're really, to spend some time really, in france yeah yeah france. <laughs> brooding they're, they're really great they're really great
2: now I have to ask: Have you done? Uh, have you done Liertes as uh, Russell Brand yet? No. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, you just did that for me.
3: Yeah. Well, I did that for you and for the indie style people. That's, <laughs> yes, that's
2: true. Um, first read through we had of "It's a Wonderful Life," which I directed at Anderson University many moons ago. Um, Adam here decided to to do do Clarence as Russell Brand. <laughs> Which was amusing for the first read through. And then the second read through, he kept doing it like, oh, my gosh, he was really going to try to run with this. So yep. we, we compromised. Oh, no, this developed my reputation because Adam <laughs> would follow my directions and nobody at AU believed me. Um, <laughs> but then I said, OK, you can keep him English, which he did. Mm-hmm. But But you can't be that blatant. Yeah. He can't be Arthur. Yeah. And it, it would it would irritate Kobe. So don't don't want to do that.
3: If I would have known Kobe was coming, I would have just done that. No, I no, <laughs> you don't
2: do that. That's like a little list of less performance. Let's just add a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. No, 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 I, yeah, no. No. Like that, no, no, no. So anyway, no, it was fun. And there's my hot Irish maid. More inside jokes here at Film Sociology. Oh, yeah.
1: I like film sociology, but sometimes it gets too inside jokey. Thank
2: you. Thank yeah. you, Kobe.
0: Matt Sosie's. Life is inside, too. Inside joking,
2: but you're a part of it. It's like the mob. You're really not yeah, getting once out. In you can't, <laughs> get yeah, you out. can't get out. You see, that's what I'm talking no. <laughs> about. Oh, I also, at, the, at at Mr. Trans' request, had to do an inspirational backstage speech, like any given Sunday. <laughs> the room
3: speech was any given Sunday. It was amazing. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's actually worked. You just replace football with theater. Yeah, Try it, it sometime. Great. It's quite good. It I might great. have it written down somewhere. So Kobe, how are yes. things with how are things with Fair? I think you and Fair Sweet Bianca should go see Hamlet because that's right up your alley. We right?
1: saw, uh, let's see, Sunday night we saw Begin Again.
2: Oh yes, the uh, yes. from the director of Once, mm-hmm. where Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley make beautiful music together.
1: Yes, mm. and uh, she has. Had the soundtrack on loop since <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Which isn't bad Because I mean it's it's Adam Levine I didn't know Adam Levine is in the movie Adam Levine oh. is in the movie mm-hmm. So the soundtrack uh, The soundtrack does not sound like current Maroon 5 The soundtrack sounds like original Maroon 5 But that guy's going to be Before late they- for his Maroon 5 <laughs> <laughs> concert That's a riff from the room Before they got too commercial and sold out but, <laughs> but no it's like um, You know Just good kind of jazzy adult contemporary Type
2: stuff Nora Jonesy Kind of, I yeah. like adult jazz, but sometimes it's too Nora Jonesy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's good, okay? Yeah. Cool, that's good. And uh, yeah, I want to give a while I got time a big shout out to my daughter Emma because uh, my wife has been at a conference, so it's been daddy daughter two weeks. <laughs> and uh, much although she's picking the movie tonight, we're watching Miyazaki. Uh, but uh, but
0: oh, to grow up in the sosie household, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all wish is. y'all. She
2: loves Miyazaki big <laughs> time, but but we did watch finally Jaws because uh, I took her to Sharknado last Sharknado week. Sharknado too, ritchricks. yeah. Uh, well, two we missed. By the way, we missed you at Sharknado. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we that. watched Jaws, Silence of the Lambs, because there was an episode of Sam and Cat based on Silence of the Lambs. And Thelma and Louise because of right. Tammy. So a uh, big shout-out. just catching up. She is just catching up. She she will not quote Agent Starling, but she is working on her. Okay. <laughs> and I cannot talk like Buffalo Bill around Emma. And really, why should I? I'm her dad. Here's some words to live by. Oh, Adam.
0: It is. It is
2: <laughs> and I missed it there. Oh. Good
0: grief.
2: has spoken. Oh particular information where do people go, what do they do?
0: In, acting up productions. Um they have a Facebook page, an event page for the tragedy of Hamlet. Um tickets are the tickets are, uh, the, the, <laughs> tickets, uh, tickets are three dollars um, off if you buy them online ahead of time.
2: Bye. <laughs>